Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 104 of the Hardly Millennial Podcast, where we are young, we are dumb, and we are full of opinions. Tons of opinions. Ooh, tons of them, ladies and gentlemen. Today I have with me the magnificent Matthew Lynn. Hello, hello. And the joyous Justin Lunsford. Always a pleasure. So how is everyone today? I am used up, is what I'll say. That's the closest thing. I'm used. <laughs> used and abused? Sure. I oh feel my. like I need to get plugged into a fucking wall and go to sleep, is what I feel like. I thought you were literally going to say you I, feel... I thought you were going to make a gay joke. Yeah, I thought you were going to say plugged in the butt. I, I really did. Something about a dick in your ass. Sorry no, to disappoint. No <laughs> Wish I had a little more in me. I suppose that was my responsibility after all. So, uh... Today was my mom's birthday. And happy birthday, Miss Hanson. Yes, happy birthday, mother, once again. And uh, so when I was like four or five, whatever age I was in 94, uh, my mom took me to see my the very first movie in theaters, which was The Lion King. Oh, yeah. And so today I took her to see the live action Lion King. Oh, Full nice. circle, circle of life, you yes. know? <laughs> and uh, so I saw the live action Lion King, and be, I know you've seen it too, Justin. So before yes. we before we talk about it, though, I'd like to rant a little bit. So I don't know when the fuck this became okay, but when you are in a goddamn movie theater, you do not fucking speak. If you have children, you shut your fucking children up. You put yeah. a fucking thing of duct tape on their mouth if you have to to get them to Unless shut the fuck matinee. up. Unless it's a matinee. Yes, I agree. Yeah, totally. No, why, did, why does that make a difference? Because everyone knows that a matinee, all hands are off, dude. There's no no rules at a matinee. No. That's why it's a dollar cheaper. I, I think that's fucking stupid. Go, go at your own risk. Then don't when you... Oh, wait a second. Were you at were you at a matinee, Adam? I was, but that shouldn't make a fucking difference. Oh, well, I guess I shouldn't have said anything. Then the theater shouldn't say before the the movie starts, says, hey, please no talking. I agree. There should be a warning because people don't realize what they're getting into with the matinee. Well, I mean, I've... I, but but that's the thing not an is, actual protocol. That's not an actual protocol. Yeah, no. exactly. Well, I'm from Tucson. That's how we do it in Tucson. So well, I just figured that was how everyone does it. That's fucking stupid, and that makes all of them idiots. <laughs> sorry. I agree but... that they're all idiots, but not for that reason. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm sorry. But, like, you just don't talk in a movie theater. Like, you just don't do it. It's extremely Not rude. that it matters, but do you suppose any of it had to do with the, like, the fandom of this kind of movie? Yeah, what were they talking no, about? No, 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 no. Because no. here's the thing. Look, first of all, I understand that Lion King at its core is a kid's movie. Yeah. Okay, I get that 100%. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yes, I was in a theater with a, and there were a lot of parents with their kids in there, right? There were a lot of people like my mom and I too, just older people who wanted to see this live action Lion King movie. Mm-hmm. But of all the kids that were around, there was two directly sitting next to us you with their parents. And it was. Dude, it was just like they were they were talking through it. They were, you know, being like, oh, there's Zazu, you know, like shit like that. Really loud. And not once, not once did I ever hear these parents like, shh, or like, keep it down, honey. Come on. Like, duh. like if I even saw an effort being made, okay, fine. Like, I, even that's I not an excuse. That. I have a curious fine. question. What? Just out of total curiosity, were they obviously blatantly overweight? family as a whole were they 
Well, at least the father was. What about the mom? Well, I didn't get to see the mom. Didn't get a good look. Okay, okay I'm dying to Just know. wondering. Just wondering. Because usually if you don't have respect for yourself, you don't have respect for others either. But that is That's true because when I've had this issue before, the only reason why I'm complaining about it was <laughs> because – it was because this was something where, like, I've se- I've been to movie theaters tons in my life, right? Right. And this was an issue I've I've dealt with very rarely of people blatantly talking. And most of the time when I did have this issue, it was like teenagers, you know, and you're going to go see a scary movie late at night, and you have a row of ten of them, you know, at the top who are talking and being around. Okay, yeah. like that kind of shit. But like. It feels like like I've literally gained to this point to where I do not want to go out to the movies anymore because I constantly run into this issue Dude, of just people talking too. and people not shutting their kids up, especially. Like at one point, I'm shushing these kids so much to where at one point the dad turns to me and goes, I'm taking care of it. And I go, please do. <laughs> That's all I'm fucking asking you to do because you're doing one hell of a fucking job of it right now. Like, I Jesus. I 100% agree with you. So the thing is, people have this thing now where if it's for their kid, you can't you can't say anything, right? If it's for their kid, it's like, dude, it's a kid. Like, I'm sorry, but it's my kid. Yeah, that's it's exactly <laughs> what it is. Like, what do you want me to now. do? What sorry. do you want me to do? So, like, well, I want you to yeah. fucking discipline your kids. I want you to teach them, like, hey, when you go to a movie theater, you can't talk through them like we do at home, okay? But, like, they feel that the rules say you can't actually say anything to them that's justified. Mm-hmm. So, no matter what you say, you're wrong. So, they're going to let you fucking look at you like, yeah, fuck, they're my fucking kids. You know? But, like, but in the, the thing is, to even argue with somebody who's trying to tell you to be quiet or something just as simple as I was doing is shushing their kids. Just shh. Every single time they would, like, act up. Is and I didn't do it every single time. It was the times when like they were talking and then it was like thirty seconds go by, a minute goes by, and it's like, okay, at any point are you gonna step in and being like, hey, honey, be quiet, you right. know? Yeah. And it's like if you're making like I get kids are gonna make comments and laugh at things like mm-hmm. that. I'm totally cool. Yeah, you're with not that. being a Nazi yeah. about it. And yeah. it's like, and then you have the audacity to turn to me and be like, I'm taking care of it. Like, okay, well, first of all, you're not. That's why I'm doing this in the first place. That's why I'm taking care of and it. And the classy response would have been, I know, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know? I got you. And yeah, then, for sure. And then, two, it's like, what are you even arguing about? Like, there, first of all, you're in a movie theater. General consensus is you'd be quiet during a movie theater. You mm-hmm. know. And then on top of that, there's even before the movie even starts at any movie you go to, it says, hey, turn off your phone, report suspicious activity, and hey, don't talk. While the movie's going. So you're in the wrong no matter which way you try to spin it. It's, but it's my kids, so you don't give up. Yeah, it's just, it's See, So you should be allowed as a single person with no wife and no kids to say, oh, it's my phone, dude. Sorry. Right. You know, if your phone goes off, you should be able to answer it. Like, what do you want me? It's my phone, dude. What do you want me to do? Dude, it Sorry. is. It is just wild. And I, I've run into this more and more, especially with parents and their kids. And it's like, if you know your kids are going to be behaving this way, why bring them in the first place? You know, it's, I don't know, it, it just astounded me. I was just like, why the fuck is this even an issue right now? I agree. <laughs> well, there are certain things that people don't like to do anymore and uh, like spank their kids, Excuse me. stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, my mom would have um, 
everyone always says, oh, I would have got my ass beat, blah, blah. But truly, my mom's French. And right. me and my sister really did get our asses beat. Yeah. Like, we would get smacked preemptively going into mm-hmm. the store. Well, She'd be like, if you're gonna, if you touch anything, that's what's gonna happen. Well, the thing is, <laughs> I mean, well, and that's how my parents were too. And I remember being young, like I have vivid memories of going to the movie, both as a kid and a teenager. And if there was like a kid acting up, first of all, people in the movie theater had no issues shushing in unison, you know, to that child or whoever was talking. And if it was a child, like you would always see like a parent, you know, carrying their kid by the arm going downstairs as the kid's screaming yes. or still talking or whatnot. Yes, right? we've yeah. all seen that. And it's like, and I just don't kids see are that kids. kind of stuff like, anymore. Sometimes they throw fits. Yeah. You know? And it's like when I'm shushing this this kid, it's like, I know I'm not, this kid's loud. I know I'm not the only one who's like having this annoyance. It's but for whatever reason, yeah, you're right. People just don't want to speak up anymore against about it. Or else, you're for, or else you're for the school shootings. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> just feed the kid. Just give him, like, popcorn or licorice or something. Or just, you know, if it's eating, be a competent talk. parent, you know. Start while, you're, while they're young. Be a competent parent. <laughs> but, God, it just drove me crazy today. I was like, why is this even a fucking issue? Do but, you worry for these children? Yes, <laughs> every single one of them. When I see that kind of shit happening, the the first thing I think of is, oh, well, I know who runs their house. It's not them. It's their fucking kids, for sure, that run that house. They call the shots. They run the rules. They decide what they're going to eat, when they're going to eat, how they're going to eat. God forbid you take away that fucking tablet from them. And I get you, bet you anything. That is how that family fucking raises their kids. Here's a tablet. Shut up. <laughs> and it's how yeah a lot of families are doing that now. You know, it's a you always free see them at the restaurant. There's always kids that are parked at the table at the restaurant. Yeah, and, just and like at work, always on tablets. Yeah, my uh, my ex girlfriend. We were walking through the like downtown district where she lived once, and I remember walking by a window of a restaurant. And it was so funny because you looked into it and you saw a lot of families sitting around, and every single kid. Every single kid had a phone or tablet. Every single one was just sitting there, just scrolling. In my day, we just colored on the menu. They would give you four different colored (laughs) crayons. They still fucking do that. They were little tic tac toe (laughs) games and shit. You colored on the menu. Oh man! And if you talk too much, you got smacked. So I haven't gotten (laughs) to see a lot of this in action. I have a niece and a nephew that are of the age where they do like tablets and stuff. But I'm still at the point where I'm, like, really amazed at how competent they are with the tablet. I don't see them on it, like, every single day. But I hear this is a serious problem. I see it a lot at work, kids on tablets. I was was just listening to one of Joe Rogan's podcasts the other day, and he had a guest on, you know, just, just some comedian. But, like, they were talking about technology and kids getting addicted to it. And this guy was talking about to where... You know, yeah, we do let our kids use tablets. You know, we try to do it in, you know, spurts, you know, not have them on it all day. But he goes, no matter how little or how much this uh, his daughter or son is on it, there's always this tantrum when they take it away every single time without fail. You know, it will go away fast enough once they're like, hey, we're going to go do this outside now. You know, this Mm -hmm. is going to occupy your time now. But he says, without fail, there's always a tantrum when you take it away. It's literally a drug for kids and adults. 
but kids are going to be the ones at this point who are going to be most affected by it because they're going to grow up with it through their it you know, kills their imagination years. dude at it least in, in our day we had enough time at least being kids where it wasn't all about computers mm-hmm. we had like sesame street we have imagination still right these kids they, there's no imagination because everything's instantly given to them dude well and what i think people don't realize <laughs> and matthew you and i have talked about this with smoking before you know it's we know that kids you start doing things like smoking cigarettes or drinking or whatever it is while they're young or like going through puberty or meth you know mm-hmm. whatever it may be it's very addicting when you're young but <laughs> but going through that stuff through puberty like you grow up with your your brain getting wired with that through oh, yeah, your de- sure. developmental years yeah so now you're having these kids who, when you're a kid, you want to go around and look at everything and touch everything and wreak havoc and, ooh, what, that, what happens when I touch the oven when it's on? You know, shit like that. Well, and it's one thing when it's kids because, like, if you shelter a kid their whole life, it's not super healthy, but it's okay. You know, it's the problem is when they become an adult because yeah. then nobody shelters you anymore mm-hmm. and you have no skills to be a fucking adult with. Right. And the rest of us who do have skills, you know, we're just going to eat you alive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, good luck. Do you ever trip <laughs> on the fact that, like, this is kind of fucked up, but, like, you meet people and you find out they're in Arizona because they went to co- or going to college here, and you're like, you're in college? Like, I get that a lot. There are people at work. I what just, do you mean? Like, they, you just, like it's funny because like, with their intelligence level that yeah, they got Yeah, like in. their oh, ability yeah, to yeah. speak well or, you know, how they present themselves or with they clearly have priorities in, like the Kardashians. Right. And I hate using that because it sounds like I'm just picking a cliche, but there are some people who are, like, really, really into the Kardashians. Right. Like, it's yeah. actually, like, kind of a weird hobby. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, you're in college. Wow. I mean, a lot of that – I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of that is just due to the generational gap because i mean i look at i look at people who are you know 22 23 years old which isn't that much younger than like i or matthew and there's already these vast differences in vocabulary and the way that they act and like what's funny what's not funny dude there's a huge difference between um the millennials and the gen zers big time gen zers are a whole different a whole different breed yeah and i know it's just uh, Every old person has always said this about the next generation, but truly, like they're very, very different. I think the true mm-hmm. OMGers, like it wouldn't cross yeah. their mind to say, "Oh my god," in their mind they think, "OMG." Right. Uh, <laughs> LOL. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, like even like I'll get caught in the video holes on Facebook all the time of like the meme compilations, you know, and the the little mini binds and stuff like that that kids post and everything. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's even getting to a point now to where, like, I watch some of them and I'm just like, I don't get it, you know. But there are kids who are watching. Them. I mean, you people quote them now. You know, you quote memes. I like watching memes. I don't ever fucking quote them. I can't quote them, you know, yes. at least not in context. I mean, Yas, sure. <laughs> but, I mean, like, but I feel like Yas was a thing and then it became a meme. You know what I mean? Is Okert a thing? Is that a meme? Yeah, I think Cardi. I think Cardi B is just a walking meme. Just in <laughs> she is a walking meme. <laughs> I think that's really where the popularity stems from with that woman. I mean, she's a walking meme. The thing is, she blew up so fast. Yeah, you know, and well, she's amazing. Everyone loves her. <laughs> she's except hilarious. for that. Even the haters kind of love her. They love to hate her. 
because she's a meme. That's exactly why. Yeah, it's dude. like when you watch those prank videos on you know YouTube and shit, and you're like, oh, these people are assholes, but I'm gonna keep watching their videos because they're fucking hilarious. Hmm. It's like it's the same kind of bullshit. And I don't it's know, weird she's how... not like an open just. She's not an asshole person though. Like I, I like Cardi. Oh no, she's she did cool. brag about drugging men to fucking oh, steal I know. from them. I know she's a little out. She do what she do she's to eccentric. make it. Yeah, but like <laughs> I love the way she talks to. It's great. But see, but that's my point. Like as long as you're, you can be memeified as a person. It's like okay, you can get away with that kind of shit. That's yes. cool. Yeah, I think that's horrible. Yeah, I think it's horrible. I think too. that's horrible that that's like I mean, but that's what the generation yeah. Zers grow up that's with. That's what they value. Yeah, exactly. Memeability. Exactly, memeability. And also, it's it. it's a crazy like dark humor that has entered in the young people of it's this self detrimental humor. Yeah, is what it is. I'm exactly. trash. I'm garbage. You know. Yeah. Oh, I'm dead. Or like you know? I'm gonna put my I look really awkward, so I put myself with this weird voice. It's gonna like I can tell these two. Two kids, they look like maybe they were 10. Mm-hmm. And it was just a really fucking weird meme that they recorded. And it had this weird dark humor to it. And it was so natural to them. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely weird. Like, one, like there's definitely a change in kind of like the, detri- the definitions of certain things, for example, right? So perfect example is like there was a time where people used like, oh, that's sick, man. You even use that a lot still, Justin, you know? But saying something is sick doesn't mean like, oh, that thing has a disease. You know what I mean? It means, oh, that's cool. One thing I noticed with that is when people use the term awkward or socially awkward, right? So I notice this a lot when I'm on like dating sites like Tinder or Bumble and you're going through profiles and swiping right, swiping left, and you'll get through so many, you know, at least from my side, I see only the girls, but you'll see so many girls posts like, oh, socially awkward, introverted, da, da. And then Wait you're minute, looking. Though, do you get, the ran- you get the random guy here and there that put in female, but it's clearly a guy's yes, picture. Yes, I do. Because we I all do. get those. Yes, all right, good. 100%. Like, at least I didn't do anything wrong. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, but like you'll see these women that will have like socially awkward or like introverted, what, you know, something that's like has to do with being a homebody, right? Being a hermit or, you know, not getting out a lot, having anxiety, whatever it is. And then, you know, they have pictures listed and a lot of them will have like their Instagram there for you to look at also. And you're looking at them and they're traveling across the world. And yeah, they're always they're on a surfing, fucking yacht. And they're like, a there's a, pi- a group picture with them and like five friends with their arms Where around each other. Are they in Italy and on a balcony yeah. looking across the fucking city <laughs> they all have with the lights? of wine. Yeah, like, exactly. Where the fuck did they go? So what vacation the- was that exactly and so then i'm reading this like yeah you look super awkward super socially awkward you just don't get out with people at all you know but very introverted but it's yeah you know what message i get from those pictures Hmm. is if you can't supply me with this life don't message me that's that's the message that I get. Well, I so, think, girls, if you're trying to not give that message, don't put your Italy pictures up. <laughs> well, and I, I think I think you are right. And I mean, if you're a girl and you think otherwise, please leave a comment below. Yeah, let me know. But, are you just trying to look cute, or are you telling me <laughs> if you don't have a yacht, don't talk to me? Right, but and I and I do agree with you. I think a lot of it is that. But the <laughs> the matter is of like putting down of like, oh, I'm awkward. Well, yeah, I mean, you seem to get along just fine being awkward. My definition definition of socially awkward or awkward is like you can't be around people because god forbid you're going to embarrass yourself no to you their, i think really like what they mean to say is 
awkward. Like, even though I'm pretty and I go to all these places, I'm actually very approachable and kind of quirky. Right. So please don't have, because everybody wants matches. Right. Yeah, of course. Okay. So, but what they, I think what they really mean, like, by putting awkward or whatever is, I don't want to have to message you first. Right. If I put them socially awkward, then that means that I have to wait for you to make the... No, I mean, I I agree with you, but that's still kind of a a definition change. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean the same thing anymore. Oh, no, totally. You know, it's... It's but but it's going back to like the difference of the humor. It's self detrimental humor is what it is now. It's or self deprecating humor. Oh, I totally. Mean, you know, it's you walk around insulting yourself before anybody else can do it because I'm trash. Yeah, because I'm trash. Yeah, I mean, I'm guilty of using that one a lot. Oh, me too. You know? We love <laughs> like, that. Yeah, you know, we're just I fucking trash. We are trash. We're fucking garbage. But you want to know one that I don't like though that is used a lot amongst men and women women usually of younger variety is like vibe like oh just good vibes or like if you can't vibe with me then you know go away or whatever it is but just that term vibe like let's get together and vibe together i don't know why it just does i just don't like it vibes vibes (laughs) like like let's vibe together let's get together and vibe like no let's just can we just say hang out (laughs) can we just change the word for my sake like yeah. they want to vibrate with you. Yeah, they want, they want to be on the same vibration. They want to be on the same frequency. I don't it know, makes it's... me think of hippies. I feel like the hippies were using that. And well, it just resurfaced. But that's another thing too. I feel like there's kind of this weird thing of everybody trying to be a hippie, but nobody really is a hippie. You know, you get your you get a few in there that like really are that you know will travel the fucking country in a fucking bus and shit. But <laughs> for the most part, it's like just because you have dreads does not mean you're a fucking hippie. Okay. Or just because you really love, you know, heart, peace sign. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. You know, hippie at heart. Oh, or the are style, you really the hippie, hippie style. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. I digress. But anyway, so I saw the live-action Lion King movie. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, I don't know how they got there. That was crazy. <laughs> so, so look, I liked it. I did like it. I, I thought it was a good... I thought the differences in it were enough. Um, one part I really appreciate... The spoilers, by the way, for anybody who hasn't seen but it's fucking Lion King, so get over it. Um but one thing I did really enjoy, one little change I really enjoyed was the part in the cartoon where Pumbaa and Timon dressed up and did the hula. Yes. And what they did instead. I was fantastic. To do that. I thought that was fucking great. What did they do? You said you're going to spoil it. So, yeah. So what they did was. I haven't seen it. I want to know. So they did a little nod to Beauty and the Beast. So they had, uh, so they had Pumbaa like laying there as if you know, like ready to eat. You know, like he would have an apple in his mouth or something like that. Right. And they had Timon sitting on top of it, and Timon started to speak in a French accent. And what he was doing was he was speaking all the like beginning lines to the Be Our Guest song oh. from Beauty of the Beast. And then he literally goes, "Be." And then, like, the hyenas go to attack. But, like, they lead it into it like he's going to do the entire song. So, like, it was just a nice, like, little nods and changes like that that I enjoyed. I did not like how they took out Be Prepared. That's one of my 
favorite songs. Uh, I thought it made a little bit more sense like that. But here's the thing. Like, the reason why I didn't like it is because when he, when Scar started singing Be Prepared, I really liked the direction, the kind of, like, darker, like, more speech-like oriented direction they were going with the Be Prepared song. And, like, it felt like they were building up to, like, a crescendo, per se, of the song. And then it just, like, ended. Like, I would have liked to see more of that other no, I than got just you. where it went. But, in, okay, so in the cartoon, you are under the impression that Scar is already, like, really cool with these hyenas, right? right. So they've already part of him, kind of in, he's always been their leader. Right. So I think it made a little bit more sense for him to have this whole long thing and them all dancing and shit behind him and whatever. Right. But the dynamic in this new movie between the hyenas and the lions was very different. Well, it was very different, but they already changed some of the lyrics in the song Be Prepared to fit that narrative. Yeah. And I would have been fine with them changing more words or changing around the song a little bit to fit that narrative. I just would have liked to hear heard the entire song. Like like the I the whole part of it was Scar hyping up the hyenas to get them behind like behind him on this, right? Yes. Well, I would have liked to see more of like them really getting hyped up of like all right okay okay we can fucking we can fuck with this lion let's fucking do it you know yeah we'll fucking kill mufasa fuck yeah let's do that shit i like this guy okay where like you just didn't get enough of that it was basically like he showed up and he was like so you know if you make me king you're gonna get to eat a lot and they're like you know what you doing anything? Nah, I'm not doing anything here. Yeah, we got you, man. We'll do that. We'll do that shit. Like, that's what it felt like to me. Okay. More so. It just wasn't, like, grandiose enough for me. But, like... Was there an elephant graveyard? There was an elephant graveyard. Fuck yeah, there was. Because Fuck those yeah. <laughs> Google it, folks. You'll be very surprised what you find. <laughs> I was. <laughs> but, like, otherwise, the movie was good. Um... I got what you meant though about the whole like ah like at the end yeah, of every fucking line feel, yeah so the the characters riff a lot in this new version because the style of singing has really uh, was the whole thing a musical oh yeah yeah they still oh. have all the music the in style it. of singing mm-hmm. has changed too like is it know? just the same songs it was before or is yeah, it literally songs. a whole musical like, well, they just, don't sing every line of it. No, it's no, just no, no, no. Like just the same song okay. as before. Right. Yeah. Just like the movie. It's literally same. a remake. I'm sorry, I make yeah. it. I haven't seen it. It's <laughs> okay. just, just like forgive the you. Movie. But anyway, yeah. They, they riff a lot. They riff a lot, and it's just really weird to see a live action lion riffing. It just does not sit well. I didn't even mind the riffing, but the problem was I just felt like they did it any single chance they could. You know, it yeah. would have been one thing to do it at like the end of the song, or like during a certain, or like like this the part in uh, "Can't Wait to Be King" where it goes "Free to do it all my way." Like, yeah. like those parts, like okay, I get adding the riff in there at the end, but like it just felt like at the end of every, every yeah, single every line, passage. there just had to be a riff in there. And just as you said, when you see this light, like photorealistic lion, like riffing, and they're having to move the mouth and the face. Yeah. <laughs> to like fit this riff, it's like oh, I don't know. I don't think lions do that. Yeah. I mean, we're willing to accept that they, they sing, sing songs, but come on, riffing. Like. So this whole adventure, everything I'm hearing here, I, I feel like I wouldn't like it. 
I feel like I would not be a fan of live action. But you Lion definitely King. you definitely can't go into it thinking that it's going to have the same impact on you that like yeah. the original did if you were a fan of the original. But like if you just I don't think take... I would like it because I'm not I'm not a big fan of changing things and right. I like consistency okay, that's in my media. Okay, that's what's interesting about this movie. It really caters to both those schools of thought because it doesn't it doesn't average out like that changing does not average out how much of it the movie is so, so very exactly the same. So you don't always know exactly what's going to happen, but you know pretty much what's going to happen. Yeah. I just don't feel like I would be as comforted with, like, you won't. real lions doing no. it. Oh, you won't. Well, Even though it feels more like I'm watching Animal Baby Planet. Simba yeah. at the beginning, mm-hmm. that was cute as fuck. Yeah, I did enjoy that. That was really adorable. No, I, I definitely enjoyed, like, all, like, what the movie was. Yeah. You know, I, I truly did. But, I mean, like, so but they no, had a realistic wasn't... monkey holding up a realistic lion uh-huh. on yeah. a realistic boulder. Were yes. you moved I don't feel by... like it'd be the same. Well, it's not. That's I, just I, it. I don't yeah. think I'd be a fan. Were I'm going to go watch it, but I don't know. Yeah. Were what? you moved by the young Simba and young Nala singers? Yeah, they Me were really too, good. Dude. I wanted, I'm like, what do these kids look like? I was I, curious. Yeah, they, they were really good. I really enjoyed them. Um, I've never been a big Donald Glover fan uh-huh. as an actor. And even in this movie, he did not impress me. I mm-hmm. think... and. No, no disrespect to you, Donald Glover. Like, uh, <laughs> like I respect you as an artist. You're just not my my cup of tea, and because I just I just feel like all of his acting is kind of like overacting, and that's kind of like the vibe I got from. Oh, there's that word hard. again, the vibe. I, that was just kind of the vibe I got when he was like talking as the lion. Same thing with Beyonce, honestly. Okay, I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Beyonce hit it out the park with her voice acting. Well, and the, the thing is, she's not an actress, you know. Yeah, but I really liked her in Austin Powers. Beyonce's pretty much in everything. She like, was in Austin Powers. Yeah, she was with the poopy yeah, Foxy hair. Cleopatra. That's Miss B. Oh my God, that was Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> right over my head, that one did. So, <laughs> I mean. I don't know. I thought I don't think she her acting was amazing, and I did appreciate the fact that she toned down some of her singing to well, be a little bit more conversational. Yeah, well, and she kind of had to also because she's fucking Beyonce and she can out sing anybody in that movie. Yeah, but exactly. <laughs> but no, like I I enjoyed, um, but otherwise, like just the so I loved the dynamic between Timon and Pumbaa as opposed to like the cartoon, like. It was a different kind of dynamic that they had together from the cartoon. Now, one thing I did not like, and Kyle, you brought this up to me when you saw it, and it was the only thing that I felt took me out of the movie, aside from the talking kids next to me, was... (laughs) I just made Matthew, like, spit out water. (laughs) But the only thing that took me out of the movie was... In, like taking away the the when Pumbaa like loses it and then goes crazy in the hyenas and goes yeah. you're talking to me like oh you've done it now you know yeah. they call me Mr. Pig yes. right when they brought in like the bullying thing yeah. that just seemed really forced it felt like it was just there to cater uh, to to the social justice warrior bullshit and people are gonna hear this and go 
how fucking dare you? You're literally defending bullies right now. You're yeah. literally <laughs> defending bullies right now. But dude, it, hashtag me too if that's what you're thinking. But the thing is, like, <laughs> but here's the thing: if you wanted to add something like that in there, fine. I still wouldn't have liked it because it still would have been catering. But the problem was there was no other mention through the entire thing. Pumbaa was never this preacher the, through the movie of, oh, I, I hate bullies. Bullies suck. Right. You know, I, I'll fuck up a bully. There was there was none of that. And then all of a sudden, at the end, when he was called, like, fat, all of a sudden this Pumbaa came out and was like, oh, I hate bullies. There's nothing in the world I hate more than a bully. And I'm just... Like, come on, where the fuck did that come from? Did, I feel like the original script did not have that in there, and Disney was like, so look, John, John, the director, John Favreau, John, you love the script, <laughs> but do One you thing, think God. you think we can put something in, some anti-bullying propaganda like in there a little bit? I feel like being called Mr. Pig would be better than being called... Ms. Pig. <laughs> so can we we need to change it into something that's not gender specific? And you know, just throw a good message in there. You know? We don't want to just assume Pumbaa's gender here, okay? It was not never everyone's stated. gonna love it, but everybody understand. You get me? All right, all right. So I don't like it either. All right, just, I don't like it either. Just do it. That's and that's, <laughs> and that's truly that's truly what that part felt like. Um, another thing, though, I did not like was I felt Rafiki had less of a role in this version than the original. I think there were key points. Did they do the scene where he's like painting with the yeah. thing? They did. And Those were in the... there, but that was basically it. What I want to know in the live action, because I could never figure this out as uh-huh. a kid in the cartoon. What the fuck is he using to paint with? What is that in his hand? So, is it a fruit? Is it a bowl? What? What? Okay, he doing? so they took that away altogether. Oh, fuck me. So even like at the beginning, is when, it like a water? Is he shoving his hand in a watermelon and then wiping it? So I or? think I think in the cartoon it's supposed to be like a melon. A melon, I think, is because there's is. no way that yeah. he like made paint. Well, actually, I think they literally fucking, show him making paint yeah. in the cartoon. He literally takes the melon and puts things in it and then okay, grinds it up and makes juice, paint. Yeah. It's not yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like melon and juice. And I think he does, he cracks open some kind of thing that has powder in it at some point. Yeah, yeah. Spit. Yeah, it <laughs> does shit like that. But I mean. So it's it's melon paint. Yes, it's in the cartoon it was. Paint. That's not what it was in this one, though. Okay, and, and this, all right. And this, I've wondered that for 26 years. Really? I've just never known. I've always, Every time I've seen it, I've always just been like, wow, that melon looks super fucking delicious. I wish I could have some of that melon. Every single As a kid, I remember wondering. And... I remember being like, I'm down with this. I've seen it a million times. But what the, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> what the fuck what is, is he using? <laughs> but yeah, I do feel like Rafiki needed a bigger role in it. One thing that... One line actually that was taken out, and I agree with this on Kyle also, that I really wish they kept in was during the cartoon when Raf- Rafiki um, when Rafiki uh, confronts Adult Simba. There, there's that little scene in there, but it's a very pivotal line, and it's a very pivotal scene oh, it's where, past. yeah, where he yeah. hits him on the head, and then he goes, oh, doesn't matter. It was Why'd you do that? Oh, doesn't matter. It was in the past. And then he tries to do it again, and Simba ducks, and he goes, goes see, you learn. You know, you, it happens. Uh, yeah, the past does matter. Exactly. <laughs> but, that was, but that one line was, I feel like, 
basically the theme of the entire fucking movie and a very pivotal point to be like, here's Simba, this is why you have to go back. And they totally left that out altogether. And I think that was kind of an important little snippet to keep in. I agree. Well, maybe they just figured that the circle of life part hits that. Like well, that's they'll, definitely that definitely it. was the biggest thing they tried to uh, keep home. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. definitely the biggest part. You can't get rid of the circle of life. Dude. There that's was the a fucking whole lion like um, mm-hmm. there was a whole there was a couple funny things actually. They did a whole montage of what happens to this tuft of hair. Yeah, that was that was interesting. That's how Rafiki knew that Simba yeah. was alive. It wasn't just a feeling like it was he in the cartoon. The circle of life. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even make that connection of what they were doing Wait, with a, it. But. A montage of what? Okay, so at one point, there's like a tuft of hair that like flows off, off of Simba okay. and like you know goes into the world. But it, then it shows what, what what kind of imagery does it show? It shows like an eagle like bites it and then takes it away somewhere. Yeah. Okay, so it goes through a chain reaction of events. Or eventually, yeah. okay, gotcha, something gotcha. ingested it. It took uh-huh. a shit. Then a dung beetle rolls it up, and then it... so then Rafiki finds it. Yeah, and he's it like, ends Simba up to Rafiki's. Yeah, and he takes he like sniffs. And he's like, oh my god, this is Simba. So like, holy fuck, he's he's living. It's yeah, that's what they do. So it was all about the circle of life. Which I have a lot of mixed emotions about all this because it sounds exciting as fuck. It's different, like though. a whole new adventure. It's different, yeah. But I, I just, oh, it's so sacred to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I felt the same way. It was a, it's a very like I've heard a lot of I've movie close to my heart. Also, you know, but I was ready to be a lot more disappointed though. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. I was, I kind of went into because they've thinking. done that to several movies where they take a movie that you've been so excited for either the remake or like a musical become movie or like a, you know, something that it's kind of geeky. And what movies have they done that to that you didn't like? Disney wise, I guess I'm referring to. Oh, has there been any Disney wise? Live actions, yeah. Well, yeah, like the Jungle Book. I was not. Yeah, the Jungle Book was pretty. Yeah, that was rough. That didn't. Both of them. Um, Mowgli wasn't very good. Honestly, <laughs> I, I agree with you. I <laughs> but most people love the cartoon. Beauty and the Beast. Honestly, I expected more. Mm-hmm. I, I understand it's conversational and it was believable. I did believe uh-huh. the characters, but more singing. Like I want to hear the songs. Yeah. Higher singers like Beyonce, you know? Right. On a little side, you know where I really did like, like, the closest thing to live action Beauty and the Beast that I've seen mm-hmm. was in um, Once Upon a Time. That take of Beauty and the Beast, I, I loved Beauty I in that, that show. That she was, was a great. great. Show, though. She was great. That was a fantastic show. Yeah. But, yeah, there was. This was definitely one of the better live action remakes yes. that Disney has done. I appreciated it very much. I expect them to remake it 28 years from now. Uh, you know, maybe with real animals this time. Maybe we'll teach animals how to actually sing at that point. And I look forward to it. So, good job, Disney. <laughs> I, I would see book. it again. I would go with friends to see it again. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I would too. You know, maybe not at a matinee. Cause I would love to go and do see that it with you, Justin. That was so nice to just invite <laughs> to me. just invite him like that. Well, if you don't invite yourself, you'll get to go. I don't invite anybody. Well, how did you feel about uh, Scar? Um, I thought he looked pretty gnarly. Mm-hmm. He looked uh, like the lesser, uh, you know, of the brawn. Right. Just like he says. Mm-hmm. Brute strength. Right. 
Um, and I think he is a little bit more intellectual than Mufasa, but not than Simba. <laughs> That's what Simba brought to the table. He had a little bit of both. Yeah, well, Simba had the help of the fire also, but and everyone else in and the everybody movie. else, you know, the warthog, the <laughs> the mirror, all other major characters <laughs> helped him. Did you think Timon was gay? I mean, yes, but the thing is, Nathan Lane, who originally did the voice, is also gay. So you yeah. had the gay lisp when he did it, and you had the gay lisp when this guy did it. I, I never, thought he was a great ever singer. Associated Timon with being gay. Ever. Well, yeah, I, I never. I, I was, yeah, that's. Um, but my brother, he was obviously I don't mind gay people, but like, why do they have to make Timon gay? And I didn't notice. Okay, so it's funny you say huh. that because that was, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle, but I believe that was something that Kyle complained about. Also, mm-hmm. was that he felt that they made like Timon gay. And so now when I was told that, I thought there was going to be some quip or something that was made that like, what, you know, some gay, like gay joke that was told or something in favor of <laughs> the amazing gay, a gay right? joke in The Lion King. Right. Just yeah. Throw it in there, Disney. That'd be you know, great. even if it was something as simple as like, you know, all oh, people can live the, the lives they want or love can exist, you know, and on all aspects, something like that to point yeah. to that. Just right. Have be like, but, yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but but there was there was truly but there was truly none of that. No, it was it was literally just this guy doing the voice of Timon and the guy doing the voice just happens to be gay. But I mean, I never, I never watched it and got the impression Neither that Timon I. was gay. I'm glad we feel the same way because I, I, in fact, I thought point, he was a I great was singer. In it. I thought Seth Rogen had no business fucking singing in that yeah, movie. Yeah, that was horrible. Was like, dude, like Seth Rogen during parts when they were singing Akuna Matata was like literally would have to like he'd be singing like at a higher pitch and would literally have to like drop like five octaves just to be able to reach the next note. Meanwhile, in the cartoon. Pumbaa is an opera singer. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Joe Rogan. Yeah. Joe, S- Seth, Seth Rogan. Seth Rogan. Who's Joe? Oh. <laughs> Daddy no, no, Joe's no. cool. We no. love him. <laughs> please, please forgive me. I, I'm under influences. And, and uh, I cannot. <laughs> See? I can't even tell she's fucking with me right now. It's not right. Anyways. But yeah, Speaking that was of. kind of a bummer that Pumbaa wasn't like really good. Yeah. Oh that... shit! You should check the thing. I just hit the wire. Uh-oh. I may have caused a technical difficulty, folks. I'm I'm sorry about that. Are we good? We good. Okay. Excellent. Carry on. We good. Carry we good. on. But yeah, uh... I gotta see it. One for the books. Let's move on to the next one. I agree. What do you think the next? Li- oh, the next live action is gonna be Mulan. Oh, boo. (laughs) That has potential to be badass as fuck, dude. It has potential, but people are really upset that there's no singing, no Mushu. I am very upset about those things. What if it's like super graphic, like an (laughs) R-rated? That would be cool. I saw a trailer for it today. It's literally rated PG. You saw what? I saw a trailer for it today. Dude, that again, was one of my favorite cartoon ones growing up. Oh, it was mine also. I used also. to watch it over and over. You know what I feel like they're going to do because Hollywood's just not past doing this anymore? I feel like because of that kind of like backlash they got from the trailer, they're going to release this Mulan. They're going to make a couple of other live-action Disney movies first, and then all of a sudden they're going to be like, Mulan again, right? With everything but with in everything, it. yeah. It's going to be the musical Mushu singing everything version but, Mulan the reflection the reflection yeah but 
I mean, the thing is, though, Disney's... They're not going to sing that song in it? They're no. still going to sing that one. No, there's literally, they've literally announced that this one is not a musical. It is just the story of Mulan. That's it. There's no dragon. There's no lucky cricket. It's going to be a pretty harsh movie. Because well, really, just the story is... is it's wartime in China, man. It's well, fucking Mongols and that's, fucking people and up. And that's just it. Like, it's kind of rough. It's like, if, <laughs> if you want to, if somebody wants to, because Mulan's a real story. It's not one that Disney made up. So it's like, if you want to tell the story of Mulan without all the singing and shit like that in there, it it should have, like, have somebody else was do it. Was there a real life Mulan? I don't know if it was a real life Mulan okay, so like or if it was just okay, a story. All right, got you. No, yeah, I'm yeah, down. Yeah, okay, no, I got no, you. Got I think you. it was just a story. Right. I'm like, I know a lot about history. I never heard of. No, 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 no. I don't think it was a real Mulan, but I think <laughs> there was like a story. No, for sure, you know? I'm with you. I'm with you. And uh, and so like I would have been totally cool if like somebody you know another studio or something made this live action Mulan that was that didn't have any of the fluff in it. But dude, you're Disney. All of your other live actions, I mean, fuck, you even went as far as making Lion King photorealistic and still had the lions fucking singing and riffing through it. Like, what would have been the harm <laughs> of making a fucking musical Mulan? Maybe the actress is going to be, like, super duper Asian and isn't going to have the ability to sing that song. Yeah, so pick some else. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe have, they already chose her. Fucking, she's perfect. She looks exactly like Mulan. Have fucking Quentin Tarantino do it and have everyone speak Chinese through the whole thing. Uh, like, <laughs> a Tarantino Mulan would be, that would be, that I would, would be go watch epic. that. Yeah. I would go that watch would that, That would be pretty dude. epic, actually. Yeah. <laughs> People would get fucked <laughs> up, dude. Could you imagine, <laughs> could you imagine if they made another, like, Disney princess, like, kind of, like, that animated with the movie? rocket where they're shooting the rocket yes. out on the mountain. <laughs> Shit would be actually blowing yes. up. Oh, dude. But could you imagine if they made like another Disney princess kind of animated movie and all of a sudden you find out Quinn Tarantino's going to direct it, this fucking Disney musical movie? What do you think a, a Disney princess musical would look like directed by Quinn Tarantino? Well, it, it would be really machine de- guns in it. <laughs> well, <laughs> no. well, I mean, if there was a new story... Yeah, no, totally new story. Oh, okay, that's different. Yeah. Uh, it could be a girl who was, like, from the projects. <laughs> and she's in love with the guy that her mama cleans his house. I think it'd be the first <laughs> Disney movie ever with a sex scene in it. Oh, my gosh. They would when just do you pull think back the happen? curtains, you would see shadows, things moving in the shadows. But the adults know what's happening. Or maybe it'll be a transgender. A transgender. I think there. I think that has to be next. On that's Disney's actually list. probably going to happen. I was going to sure. say that has to be. If next that's not on in the mix already. A lesbian. I mean, they've ran out of. They've ran out of fairy I mean, tales, haven't honest. they? They've no. run out of fairy tales for Disney to make movies about. Disney Absolutely will never Gretel. run out of fairy tales, my friend. They but, invent fairy tales. No, they don't. No, Every the fairy tale they've told already. all exist. Well, then they'll just start inventing them. Well, that's what I mean, They'll just though. buy new fairy tales. Even Frozen was based off of a uh, Norsk fairy tale. I have no idea. I do know that... Uh, <laughs> Moana's based off of a Hawaiian fairy tale. But they haven't done Jack and the Beanstalk. They haven't done Old well, Mother Hubbard. They the Lady well, Lived in the Shoe. I mean, I guess. But <laughs> I don't know. I what just otherwise? don't think those... Aren't all of those uh, like about terrible things? 
in actuality. Well, like not, are all the fairy tales actually really horrible? Not the ones you've mentioned, but like a lot of them are. So Rapunzel is, Snow White yeah. is, Cinderella, Cinderella, and then Little the, Mermaid. What are the songs called? Like the They're London all part Bridges of the, and stuff. Those are all uh, nursery, the rhymes. nursery rhymes. They're all yeah. terrible things that they're about. Yeah, every single like the one. London Bridge really fell the fuck down. Ring around the Rosies about the plague. Plague. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there's a. Like, I know, for for example, The Little Mermaid. So the way The Little Mermaid actually ends in the Grimm's fairy oh, God, tale. I think I remember Yeah, this. you remember. So the way The Little Mermaid ends in the real fairy tale. Oh, the Grimm's are, like, uh, a little darker, aren't they? That's, like, the well, where that's where they from. Com- that's where they came from. Yeah, but, yeah, but they're yeah. not all, like, rainbows and butterflies. None of them ones. are. Yeah. The Little Mermaid literally ends with she gets her legs, she gets her voice, and she She's, you know, with this prince, you know, on land, and she becomes homesick, but she can never return back to the sea. So she goes and sits on a rock near the ocean, and she's literally taking this thread, and she's trying to sew her legs together back into a fin so that she can go back into the ocean and join her family and shit. Like, that's how The Little Mermaid ends. (laughs) Walt was like, we're just going to leave that part out. Yeah, um, Cinderella crows come after, down and blind the blind the stepmother and stepsisters. And they cut off the toes. They and cut the off the toes to and the heels. They fit into the shoe. That's fucked up. That's like yeah. some Wicker Man shit. Oh yeah, dude, they're uh, not. They're fucking unyielding in the real fairy tales. It's it's fucking crazy. Like everything and up then, to this part is perfect. And then Walt Disney was like, you know what? We're gonna make PG versions of this. We're gonna make G versions of the of the shit and put music to it. What if these stories happened happily? There was something weird about Snow White. Also, I can't remember what it was with Snow White, but there was something with the seven dwarves and shit being like really just weird and I don't know. They're like little imps, little fucking devious little creatures or some shit. I don't know. I just know that all the original fairy tales are based off of these like. They probably got pretty handsy. I yeah. bet there was a handsy issue. I guess they still have Shakespeare. I guess they still have Shakespeare to visit. Fucking Lion King was based off of Hamlet. <laughs> Macbeth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Walt truly, Disney's though. Macbeth. I mean, truly, I would go though. watch it. Or <laughs> Midsummer's Night's Dream. Oh god. I mean, The Lion King was Hamlet, right? Oh, that'd be amazing. Yes. <laughs> so they would just oh, have to take be Shakespeare so and be like, okay, so how can we, how can we do Macbeth? Just you know, a slow slip was, into insanity. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not too much of a non sequitur, but it just the the Disney movies reminded me. So I was on an app called Travel Pirate, and it gives you. Is just, that a gay app? No. It sounds like it could be a gay app. <laughs> it's not. It's a travel app, and it gives you these flash deals. Like it sounds like that's a like a genre of gay. Like I'm up there. This is a, this is a tween, and this is a travel pirate. <laughs> I'm sorry, Justin. Go on. I can't even imagine what that means. Excuse my ignorant friend. So, go on. so um, yeah, and it gives you these flash deals, and it'll be like. Three-day trip to Spain for three ninety nine, everything included, whatever. Well, there was a quiz on there, and it was like, oh, not a not a quiz. It was like, check out these ten places that were that were the inspiration for Disney movies. And I was like, fuck yeah! So I click on it, and dude, it's so crazy how a lot of the world looks like um, Snow White. Mm-hmm. Her little village really exists, and it's like 
looks just like Snow White. So the ones that I saw were the one from Tangled, which I didn't watch the Tangled movie, but it's a place called... Oh, you should. I think you'd love the music in it. <laughs> I have not seen it. It's written by the... You know their names. Some guys who wrote the music for Little Mermaid, Little Shop of Horrors. Um... Why can I the not two think people? Of it you know right who now. I'm talking about. Yeah, though. yeah. They write the music for that. They wrote the music for Tangled. It, it, it's a uh, oh god, I feel like an idiot. The Disney people. Yeah, the Disney people. Alan Menken. Alan Menken, and then there's another one. I don't remember. The yeah, one. but yeah, they're the ones who uh, wrote the music for Tangled. I think you'd really oh, like okay. it. Okay, <clears throat> I'd love to hear it. But yeah. anyway. Uh, so she lives in this like isolated thing, and that's a place called Mont Saint Michel in Normandy, France. Um, but the crazy one was the Beauty and the Beast town. What was it Normandy before? Wait, or wait, after wait, wait. Did you? War? I have no idea. Did you say there was a town f- f- that in France for Rapunzel? Yeah, but Rapunzel takes place in Germany. No, but the the, the inspiration. Oh, just for the inspiration where... for. It. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then the other we one We have is, better architecture in France. It's <laughs> really cute. <laughs> it is really freaking cute. But yeah, the one for Beauty and the Beast was like the most realistic. These, There's no filters. These homes are like yellow and blue. and It's so crazy. But anyway, to live. I, I, I a happened... Yellow house. What, what, what a crazy house. life to live. What a crazy live. life. <laughs> no HOA. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just wants to go and be with these people too. You can pay forty dollars to stay in somebody's house and have them make you dinner and stuff. That's dope as fuck. Yeah. God, these fuck you. What are these? In America, days? we pay forty dollars and you don't even get to spend the night. Yeah. You pay just forty dollars to feed two people at Jack in the Box here in America. Uh, don't even remind <laughs> me. But on the travel note, dude, uh, I think I already mentioned that I'm going to Puerto Rico in January. But Trenton and I were at lunch with some friends, and um, we wanted to show him how cheap he could fly. So we just thought we'd show him. Like he, everyone thinks, like, oh, to go to Spain would be like twelve hundred dollars. If you if you don't know, right? You know. But we found some tickets for two hundred and eighty six dollars each to go to Spain. Yeah. Wow. So we bought them March first cool. to the fifteenth. So cool. we really wanted to go to Romania. And Romania was like a seven hundred plus dollar ticket. So then we looked how much it cost to go from Spain to Romania, and it was like a hundred and thirty bucks. So for like four hundred and change, we're getting both places. So I'm pretty stoked on that. Damn. I mean, this is this is testament to. <clears throat> excuse me. I mean, this is testament though. We've always wondered like, how do these people travel? Yes. You know, and here it is. I was that hater of all the... <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm lanky. My legs hurt. I'm stretching. Abby's just playing for my knee. Oh, there's the other one. <laughs> I'm just stretching for Lord a bless. second. Lord bless. <laughs> Try to feel better. We're good. But, yeah. I forgot. You guys made me lose my train of thought. You're saying you're going to Spain God, you were talking about something super boring. Just... <laughs> I wasn't even into it. What next? I don't remember. <laughs> you're talking you got about... super cheap tickets to Spain, and we're yeah, stoked for you. We were talking about how and you're going to go is... from Spain to Romania. Yeah, this, this is, is how people who don't make a lot of money like are able to travel. We've always wondered how people travel all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to be a big hater of the blue ass water people. 
Like on their Instagram, they're like, in Barbados, woo, Ooh, thank God water. for, you know, winning tickets on the radio. And then like another place, it'll be like, we're in Morocco, or we're, we're fucking in Egypt riding a camel. Peace. How can you use this camel? And you're, yeah, you just wonder, like, how the fuck do these people do this? Like, what the, like, what the fuck? <laughs> but then I learned that you don't actually have to post everything right when you do it. Sometimes you can make it look like you are in another country, like, every week. Right. A lot of people will, like, edit their photos on their computer. And then, you know, two months after their trip, they're like, oh, here are pictures from my trip in from Spain two months ago. You know, but when you look on an Instagram, you just see everything in sequence. Yeah. So you're like, oh, well, they're in Greece. Oh, now they're in Spain. Now they're in Argentina. What the fuck? It's been a week. Exactly. <laughs> I hate those people. But then you think about it and you're like, no one can fucking actually do that. I mean, I was trying to think, I really want to pack the, the year full. But then what about, you need PTO from your job. You know? Yeah. You need, like, to work. Yeah, dude. I mean, one one thing that struck home. This is funny. You yeah. do have to work. Yeah. yeah. One one thing that struck me, you made a post on Facebook today. You were obviously in a ranting kind of mood. Of course I was. And uh, But one of the, your little, so he made this post that was like a series of sentences with spaces in between them. So they were all separate thoughts of just like, what's wrong with the world? And one of the ones that hit home with me, though, that I, I truly, you know, agree with. And I think jobs need to make more of a, make it easier for people. It's just as you said, we're like. God forbid if somebody dies in your family, mm-hmm. you know, your first mode of thinking isn't, oh my God, you know, somebody died in my, you know, this person that I love died. It's how the fuck am I going to get time off of work, you know, to go see them? How am I going yeah. to, yeah. how is this going to all work out? Dude, work? especially three days, you're given three days bereavement. Like, hey, here's three days, go cry on your pillow for a little bit and then come back to work and make sure you have a smile on your face. Like it's it's just it's ridiculous. It it really is ridiculous, you know. To you're we're willing to give mothers, you know, up to twelve weeks of maternity leave. And daddies now, you know, and daddies now. But if somebody in your family dies, they're not even they don't they don't even get a week, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, if somebody calls off every day for a week, you find ways to make it work at your job as a manager. You just have to. <laughs> So, like, what's the difference if somebody finds out that somebody in their family died and they let you know, like, hey, in three days I have to take that that week off, you know? Just, I don't know, it's sad. But just as you said, also in that post, we're numbers now at jobs. We're not people, we're numbers. Exactly. You know, we're numbers. It's based off of how much those, what kind of numbers those numbers are producing. And it's just, it's ridiculous. Well, that's that's why I kept trying to nail home like the the mental health thing because this is where it comes from, mm-hmm. you know, realizing that you're doing you're just working all the time, which no one wants to fucking do. Right. And then if you're not one of those people that just loves every single day they go to their job, then you're literally spending you know thirty to forty hours per week there at a yeah. place you hate. Well, and that's and that one can fuck you up. Well, and that's one thing I don't understand that some managers don't get so for Nordstrom example for example when you're working inside of a department store like Nordstrom's that I get a little more as far as like hey you know this is this is where you work you know make sure you're doing well make sure whatever it is because people do make careers out of even being salespeople Mm -hmm. in department stores right 
But when you get into points like, and we were talking about this the last podcast, when you're like a barista someplace, you know, and you're working with a lot of people where this is their first or second job, and the manager is expecting everybody to, you know, treat this like it's your livelihood, like this, right. like you ha have to be here, you know, regardless of what I, whatever the constituencies they put on you are, it's like, okay, well, remember this is a fucking coffee shop. Same thing with like if it's a fast food place or th this is not the last stop for people or it shouldn't be the last stop for people. So when people expect their employees to take it as seriously as they do who chose the career as a coffee shop manager, that's how you're going to get high turnaround in a coffee shop or a fast food joint or someplace like Walmart or Target because it's not that kind of job. And people lose sight of that, and they just think everybody should treat it like, oh, this is your livelihood. Well, no, it's not. You know, a lot of these kids are going to college and shit while they're working here. But do you think it's unfair <clears throat> for them to demand, like, excellence at a job, though? I think you're allowed to demand as much as, as much based off of the amount of work that you feel you are putting into it. And I think that's mm. an issue. I think there are a lot of people who work these jobs. Hell, I saw it at my barista <laughs> job where there there were plenty of people there who, you know, were demanding, oh, I want this and this and this and this. And they still complained to me about it. But I also worked with these people. I know how hard they work. I know how much they actually care about this job. And, I, and they know that this isn't their last stop, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's like you kind of can't demand that stuff. It might, for my example, when I was like a barista at that job and the complaints, you know, we've talked about on the podcast before of, of not being able to move up in that position, I felt I had the right to demand that I be put into a position or at least attempt demanding that I be put into a position because I truly did feel I was putting in the work to be in that position. So if you truly feel like you are putting in that work and you are deservant of that, then yes, I think you have every right to demand it. But the problem is, is self-reflection. You have to be able to take a step back and being like, okay, do I really deserve this? Have I really been giving it my all? Do, I, do they really owe me this? You know, And that's how you know what to fight for and what not to fight for. And that's what's going to be based off of how much people respect you. You know, if you're arguing like, oh, why aren't I getting this day off? But you get fucking, you know, every other weekend off. Well, sorry, you don't really get the chance to demand for that particular day off then because you get plenty of them. Whereas I was in a situation where I never requested days off. I literally wanted one day off and I couldn't because the person who requests days off all the time that it like, what's the word I'm looking for? They, uh. They were happening at the same time. Oh, they conflicted. Yeah, they conflicted. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, to answer your question, I, I think you're allowed to if you know that you're a valued employee and that you're putting in the work. Are yeah. there things you demand at your job and you know that you're a hard worker and you yeah. think you're deservant of it? Sure, yeah. I just <laughs> I know that if I owned a coffee shop and I was paying minimum wage because, you know, we have to or whatever <laughs> – like otherwise four dollars an hour down the line well i i do believe that we should not have one and that should go to the open market but right. whatever um but no i i still expect them to give excellent service in my restaurant like i would still 
want them to look like they were happy and trying. Right, absolutely. You know, I would never be like, well, I understand that you're not particularly excited to be here. This is not your end-all job. It's- but, I th- but I think even recognizing that as a manager makes a load of difference. You know, Even, even silently, just getting that? No, no, I, I think it's something that has to be... I think it's something that has to be put out there, like, verbally. I think you have to make sure your employees understand, like, look, I know this is just a coffee job. I know, you know, this isn't the end-all, be-all for you, you know. And you're allowed to ask for sympathy. You're allowed to ask for empathy. You're allowed to ask people, like, hey, look at this from my point of view. But you can't ex- you can't force your point of view onto people, and that's where a lot of managers suffer. You yeah, know, you you can't sit there and say, "Why am I taking this more seriously than you are?" Because the answer is always going to be because you're a fucking manager and get paid ten times more than I do. That's why. And as long as that remains a fact, you're not going to get the kind of respect from your employees, because it's always going to come down to, "Well, why should I? You're the manager, you know. Like why, you know? It's it's one thing if." You don't have something. I mean, you were you were just talking about tonight, you know, where uh, managers didn't have, you know, a plan of action. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, they're the managers. They should. That shouldn't be something that's put on the employees. But so many jobs do that. And it's just looked at now. What A perfect way to explain it is we're, we're getting in this point with jobs now where all the employees are just expected to do everything and the titles only go to the ones the managers want the title to go to. That's what's happening. Everybody's expected to do everybody's job, but I'm going to give the, the supervisor position to Melissa over here or I'm going to give the supervisor position to John over here just because. And there's no rhyme or reason for it except the only rhyme or reason the employees can think of is favoritism and that's not a way to get respect from your employees. I can't, I don't have a pool of places to pull this information from. I've had the same job for like a really long time, so I am not familiar with this. So it's like a trend right now in like many workplaces. From places that I've worked. A lot, not all places that I've worked, but a lot of places I've worked. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I, I thought you I've, made it sound like it was like a, a new trending thing. No, no, it just, I. But that is what I have noticed separates a bad manager from a good manager is that way of thinking. Okay. Is, you know, my manager at uh, the coffee shop was very into that of, well, everybody's expected to do everything, but this person's going to get the shift lead position just because I think they're deserving of it, regardless if they actually are or not. But even if this person was a shift lead, and I was working with a new employee, even though I'm not a shift lead, I'm still expected, make sure you train this employee. Well, why? That's always the question, why? I'm not the shift lead, I don't get paid extra to do that. That's literally why you have those positions. So then the question comes into play of, well, why is this person a shift lead? If we all have to do everything, why is this person deserving of the extra money now? Well, it's because they're gonna pick whoever is the most compliant. Well, that's part of it, sure, but they're just gonna—they always want their yes men. Those are the people that get promoted, right? Are the ones that don't express opposition. Mm-hmm. Just—I mean, that's how it is. And I mean, every department that I've ever worked in, nobody ever wants the person that they're like, 
Like, regardless if you are wrong and the person below you is right, mm -hmm. you still never want to be... It's not human nature, right? To want to be on the same, like, close working level with someone that likes to challenge you. And unfortunately, if your boss is not a good boss, right. it's hard not to challenge them. Well, but yeah. that, but that's my point, though, because it all trickles down from the top. Right. Is 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 you're right you know that is what these managers are looking for but that's the problem the managers who are looking for that have found themselves in the management position in the first place you know that's mm -hmm. the issue is and when that stuff is happening over and over again and when you have these jobs that have such a high turnaround rate what i want to know is why aren't the people upstairs going huh why have there been why in the last year have we gone through 20 employees in this place regardless if it's you know a, a startup job or not mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like but instead of us you know looking at it as the manager issue we're automatically so close to just be like okay well it must be the employee it must be the employees oh uh, i don't know if they don't have any radar you know well and they might but i mean but you don't you you don't see enough change to say otherwise you know what i, I mean gotcha. At least from my experience with jobs I've worked, you know, and I'm not just coming from a bitter place. I've had plenty of jobs where yeah. I've played the game and have no, moved I, up. I you think know, also but... a big difference is that, like I work on a very large team where it's harder to see stuff like that. I think when you work for a smaller team in general, right, you can see those things like happen a lot more. Right, but I don't know. I just I just think the I just think companies have immediately lately have gone to these different ways of running a company that just don't work anymore and i think there's too many loopholes to it to where employees are taken advantage of and just as you said employees are looked at number as numbers now you know they're now looked at as people they're just unless you're <laughs> the top one percent of the top one percent <laughs> as i segue <laughs> Is anyone following anything going on in the world right now? Uh, no, but having been at my parents today, I heard a little bit. There was a shooting in Ohio. I, and El Paso. In El Paso, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And they so, were both white people, right? That's like uh -huh. a big argument right now. They're yeah, white people. They're white people. <sighs> um, they are already, you know, politicizing it. It always gets politicized. Mm -hmm. And uh, for some reason... There's this weird thing where I do believe that nothing gets done. It always just kind of fades out into nowhere, and then something else happens. And yeah, whatever. until you find something new to hang a hashtag off of. You but, know, like, what it is. they really do need <clears throat> to figure out this mental health problem. Yes, I Because agree. I don't think anyone can disagree that we have a serious mental health problem. Mm -hmm. And Diet that is real. where all of this but, is yeah. coming I, from. I guarantee it's got to be at least 70% diet. Well, a lot of it's well, diet. A lot of, yeah. a lot a lot of, of it is work is environment. But I think that's exactly where, like, the self-deprecating humor comes from also. It's just everybody's just kind of accepted that we're all fucked up on, on a very serious level, not even a, a satiric level anymore you know mm. the, the, the fact of people suffering from depression and anxiety which was something I used to scoff at all the time when I heard that shit until going through it myself and just being like oh well yeah this is this is legit like this is a thing mm -hmm. you know and it's like and it's not to say that it's you know a chronic thing that I need pills for but 
it's because of the way our society is run right now here in America, all it does is produce these types of feelings onto people because it's constantly this, you know, if, if you judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree, it's going to think it's stupid for the rest of its life. Right. You know what I mean? So it, it just, it's, it's wild <clears throat> to me. <laughs> that, that was Einstein yeah. that said oh, that. I like that. That was cute. Well, Einstein never, was never a heard cutie. That. Never heard that? I've never heard that. Oh, it's one of my favorite quotes. <clears throat> but yeah, we, we, for some reason, no one's actually like aggressively going that route. And I'm really surprised. I think it's because. Aggressively you, going what route? Like, the mental health route. People oh, talking yeah. about a mental health issue. Yeah. It's because people really, really, really want to make it a guns issue. You well, know? I don't even think it's. I don't even think it's people wanting to make it a gun issue. I think it's the same thing we see every day when, like, you and I try to talk to people about diet. Like, when you're talking to somebody who's fat and you're like, hey, here's how to make it better, and you hear nothing but excuses mm -hmm. as to why they can't, well, it's because they're comfortable. You know, it's the same thing why, you know, a lot of people won't leave abusive relationships. It's because regardless of how bad the relationship is, it's familiar, it's comfortable in a very deranged way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really what it is. Nobody, it's not that people want to make it a gun issue. People just don't want to leave the comfort of their own lives. That's the issue. People don't want to be told like, okay, we need to we need to really take a look at this fast food issue because all the people who love to eat fast food are going to take great yeah, issue. And have some money in it, and mm -hmm. then what if it opens up the doors to something much worse? Like, I'm not that guy. Okay, oh, I am kind of that guy, but like mind control, right? Or you know, like putting the the, the primer out there to get into a, like a bigger issue, right? So yeah, I think the 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 uh, diet has a huge part to do with it. It's so much easier to eat shit now. It used to be quite backwards. Yeah. It used to be, it was so much easier to go buy produce and, at the store, mm -hmm. you know, and make your family dinner. That way right. you'll never go poor. Otherwise, right. you know, if you go out every night, you're going to waste money. And now it's not like that. Right. You know, it's pretty gnarly. So no one's hitting this mental health issue really hard. And it's just really, really annoying me yeah you know um as far as guns are concerned dude i don't know how many memes can possibly be put out there before someone understands you know how is uh you know fixing the drunk driving problem you can't do that by taking all the good drivers off the road yeah exactly see it's like we need to we need to teach people about firearms yeah and we need to clean up our mental health well i was reading like one of the little back and forths you were having with somebody on your post today and you even made a really good point of you know americans have had guns for years and years and years yes. but mass shootings in america haven't been around for years and years and years yes you know at least not to the extent they are right now so it's like you, you can't sit there and just say like oh it's a gun problem well, well clearly it's not because this isn't something we've always had issues with and it's that we it's, do not value human life we don't look at human life as something that is devastating to be lost anymore we've normalized you know man-made death and it's just nuts right you know we first and not to go to too too much to church right okay but i mean first off we are willing to like step on flags and shit and yeah. like burn flags and these people literally go to war to like fight for freedom and shit right. that's basic okay a sixth grader can tell you that so up. so not to derail you or anything 
but in regards to things like kneeling during the pledge or mm-hmm. like burning flags, because there are some soldiers and um, army vets who have come out who have said, well, quite the contrary. The reason why we go to war is to fight for your right to be able to do that stuff. Yes. So don't do it. But it's it's still their right. It is their it? right. Yeah. But it's my right to think that you're a piece of shit. Right. But you think that's something we should be that should be talked about on a major scale of this is wrong rather than no, this no, is no. the right to do it. I don't care about how we address that issue. I'm saying that is a symptom of how sick the environment is, how we don't really even respect I think it's against a lot of burning the American flag. I think is you it? can burn other flags. But I, don't, I think it's against well, a lot of are, the American people flag. are doing that I was right say, now. People a lot. are certainly ignoring that law. Then, if that's oh, true, then maybe it's not against yeah. the law. I don't know. I thought it I, could still be. It could just be one maybe of those it's just that's like being a weird law right now. or a rule yeah. or something. Because you're supposed to like always have light on it. It's not supposed to touch the ground. I know there are a lot of like. And I don't think laws that you're. I don't. I don't think you're allowed to burn the flag. Well, people yeah, might be. Maybe There's you do. I definitely see it, protests yeah. of people doing it, but I just didn't think they were. Gonna I know it's up. against the law to deface the flag, <laughs> so if that's against the law, burning it must be against the law too. But I think it's just one of those things to where, like, you know, it's just one of those things you don't complain about right now because of the kind of environment exactly. that we're in, right? You're not allowed to say you can't do that. It's. it's I a think weird it should be thing. against the law to burn the American flag. I think so too, and I think it is. But just as you, I, mean, it, I think it, it should of, be like enforced, though. I think right. it should be serious. Well, I think a lot of it should be enforced. I mean, it was oh, like fuck my tooth. <laughs> we're gonna get through this, Matthew. But it was like we watched a video the other day, all three of us, where there was that girl who stole somebody's sign who was uh, yes. preaching against mm-hmm. like anti-abortion, right? Yeah. And you know, the cop came up and you know arrested her, and it was like you know, regardless of how simple how simplistic this all was you still stole something and like matthew you had mentioned that you know you felt that she should just at least gotten a warning and i do agree with that to an extent but the problem is you know back 2016 through 2018 really we were just allowing people to do that because god forbid you told them they weren't allowed to do it you know what i mean and now we're just seeing major pushback of like no no we just there can't be gray areas anymore. I think a lot of people are realizing that now. I don't think you should ever get a warning for stealing someone's anything. Right. Because how are we so far gone now where you should have to give somebody a warning that stealing someone's shit was wrong? (laughs) Yeah, true. I think it should be like a Mm no-brainer. No, I feel ya. I... Yeah, dude. I, I... It's horrible where we're at right now. I mean, I... The hopeful part of me you know, is just that hopeful that we're getting to a point where there's enough people who are getting sick of it to where we're getting more pushback. Yeah, we're going to get tired. It. It's just going to get too exhausting. Yeah. At the end of the day, humans do mm-hmm. give up when it's not something that is like, when it's not something that's like life or death. Right. You know, eventually they're going to get just fucking tired of it. It's the yeah. same reason why everyone gets tired of protesting um, gun control Four months after a shooting. Do you do you think, based off that logic, then do you think, if Trump gets elected again for the next four years, mm-hmm. do you think we're going to see an increase in that kind of stuff, or do you what think kind people, of stuff? just that, like the protests, the like the the big division between the country of liberals and conservatives right now, or do you think there's going to be more of a digression with that because of just that people getting sick of it. Um, 
No, because the thing is, the the side opposing the SJWs is just a lot more of a sensible side of people. You know, it's the same reason why you didn't see people losing their shit when Obama became president. Right. The way that you saw them losing their shit when Trump became president. Right. Is because just the opposing side doesn't tend to behave in that way. Right. You know, if you think about the far right, you think about a very small, small group of people. Uh-huh. You know, especially when you're talking about alt-right, people mm-hmm. who are racist, right, supremacists, stuff like right. that, that also happen to be Republican. Mm-hmm. You know, but they're a small group of people. If you think about the far left, I mean, the the uh, examples are just unlimited. Mm-hmm. The cliches, you know, the man buns. Yeah. The, you know, fucking abortion tattoos or whatever yeah. the fuck you want to talk about. You know, it's... There's just a lot more there. Right. The left is just more extreme, which is kind of fucking out there. So do you think in the end the left is going to be loud enough and win? Like not election-wise, just in this weird social war we're in right now. Um, I think that they're going to go as long as they'd like to go. That they're going to quit when they're just tired. They're not going to quit because anyone made them quit. But do you think they're going to get their way in the end? Like how? Or do you think in any of the ways? No. No? No. I don't think that the hippies necessarily got in their way. Mm-hmm. The big protesters. Right. So, no. I I think it's just going to die out. I think we're going to get to a point to where... Like, like, one of the things I think about is, remember in... I think it was around anywhere between 2015 and 2017 where there would be like kids protesting at colleges and telling like the college professors to shut up and you don't have room to talk and things like that like i think that kind of stuff there's going to be huge pushback oh evergreen college like that yeah that kind of stuff and i think colleges are going to start losing funding because of that kind of shit i think that stuff's going to become funding from what the government uh, not so much the. I mean, they don't get funding from the government, do they? A lot of them do. Do they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's it, what he was talking about: cutting government funding for colleges that impede freedom of speech. Oh, so I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, I think they're gonna lose funding, and I think they're gonna lose people wanting to go to those colleges because of that shit. I mean, do you remember that thing? I don't know if this was Evergreen College, but do you remember there was an incident at a college where there was a bunch of uh, students of color? that were literally making a line blocking the entranceway into like one of the major buildings of the college and they were saying no white people are allowed to pass. Do you I think it was that? probably the same college, same college that was doing that. In their celebration of a day in absence. Yeah, and they were literally, did you hear about this? No. So this was back in I think like 2016, 2017 where at one of these colleges where a bunch of students of color made like this uh, line uh, the blocking one of the entrances into like some building or something like that on the college campus and literally was saying no white people are allowed to pass. Damn. Yeah. And you had white students and everything who were like, I have to fucking go to class and shit like that. And like, nope, can't pass. And they were literally like yelling at them if any of them like tried to budge them or anything like that. It was yeah. pretty fucking sick. I hate to do this, guys, but... Um, for some reason, my tooth has really started hurting pretty badly. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to go ahead and tap out of this podcast tonight. Okay. Um, I apologize. <laughs> I feel better. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. But um, good night, everyone. Thanks for having me.
Yeah. Uh, Just I will, I will see talk you guys a on the next one. And, uh, <laughs> Sorry we'll to do that to you. Up. Oh, it's all good, dude. If your tooth hurts, I don't want you it's fucking like, uh, like biting through the pain. It's pretty sharp pain. It's hurting, man. So yeah. I'm going to go check out what's going on. Yeah, no, pro- <laughs> no problem, dude. Go do what you got to do, man. <laughs> good night. Glad to have you. Thanks again, folks. Good night. <laughs> but, um, but anyways, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'd like to think that we're going to see some kind of pushback with this shit. We are. It, it, it really is going to have to depend on who's in office. It's going to get pretty brutal. I think so. You know, I think uh, we're going to start having to censor people. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that to happen. But yeah. I just feel like once one... No one's going to say... Censor people in what way, I was, I was just going to say, no one's going to say you can't say that it's against the law. But attacking any one side's, you know, speech... Say these, say presidents, you know, a president in office started speaking out against, um, I don't know, the, the bad speech about the government or something. Like, please don't do this. It's not right. right. You know, lift yourselves up. Don't do that. People are going to trip out and say, like, you're trying to tell us what to say. Right. This is lack of freedom of speech. So, I don't know. It's going to get pretty gnarly. As soon as you start trying to doctor the way people act within each other, right, it starts getting bad. No one likes being told what to do. Yeah, I mean you're right. <sighs> well, fuck. <laughs> it's gonna. I mean, I I can't imagine it gets so gnarly where we have to like you know, you know, watch out for ourselves or anything like that. Right. I just think it's gonna be a long time of some really loud, annoying people. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're gonna have to grow up and get too tired to do this or something because right. they have a lot of energy. They have mm-hmm. unex- people who like to just cause fucking problems have a lot of expendable energy. So you have these lefties that are just so adamant about giving all their time, you know. Right. And then unfortunately, the only people on the right that are willing to give that kind of time are like really, really, really old people, mm-hmm. or like people who are like racists who just happen to believe in a couple of the same, you know, principles. Right. Do you follow me? No, I, I follow you. I just, I don't know. I've I've gone, I've stated on the podcast before, but like where somebody like you follows it, you know, pretty heavily, you know, still mm-hmm. these days, like I've already reached a point of exhaustion with it. Yeah, I'm exhausted too, It's man. just like, I mean, dude, I literally had, um, so I'm on this, I mentioned it earlier on the podcast, but I'm on this dating app called Bumble, which yeah. is basically Tinder, but the girls have to make the first move, mm-hmm. right? And I remember, and one thing I put on there, you can put your political affiliation, right? So you can put liberal, moderate, conservative, or apolitical, right? Or nothing at all. Mm-hmm. And I remember I had swiped right on a girl that I matched with, and I had had on my profile that I was apolitical, and she had on hers that she was liberal. You know, fine, whatever. And... Dude, literally, I didn't get, like, a high message. I didn't get, like, you know, some pickup line or anything when this girl messaged me. I literally got, so you say on your profile that you're apolitical. How can you be apolitical with everything that's happening in the world right now? And I, I was just so taken aback. And all it did was, affir- like, affirm my stance on being apolitical. My answer was, because of this right here. Because you literally are asking me, like, you're basically asking me who I voted for so you can decide who I am. 
mm-hmm. you know, decide that I'm any any sense worth your worth your time. I for all this girl knew and for all I knew, maybe we would have been the perfect fucking match except for politics. Maybe everything else would have aligned except for the politics. That would have been the one thing we disagree. Hell, your parents, that's basically the case. You know, they're yeah. they're pretty a good match, but they do not agree politically, right? Nope. At all. One hundred percent. And so it's like I found it, and I literally told this girl, I was like, I put apolitical because I don't like to talk about it for this exact reason. So that's really going to be your, you know, the way that you decide whether or not you want to talk to me or not, then you should probably not talk to me. And I got unmatched by her right away. But like, those are the reasons I'm just exhausted by it now. It's like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't, and I don't need anybody making assumptions about who I am as a person because of my political affiliation. They definitely do. They do. It's so sad, dude. It's so sad. The way people treat me when they first meet me because of the way that I come off, they automatically think that I'm extremely liberal and... (laughs) They're they're sorely mistaken. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and the thing is, I don't actually... I try not to bring things like this up, but people really love to talk, some, say something really mean about Trump. Right. So if they're going to say something really mean about Trump and ask if I agree, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to say, oh, I mean, I disagree. Right. You know, really? Even though he's like a racist? Uh-huh. So that's when I'll say something like, how is he a racist? Right. And nobody can ever answer it. No. You know, they'll be like, how can you ask that question with everything he's said and things? Yeah, what do you say? Yeah. you know and anyway yeah so then all of a sudden they treat me differently right it happens a lot with customers at work they they always they want to be my facebook friends because i'm their makeup guy yeah when i when it's funny when i when i go on dates with girls there's always two questions that come up that i know this girl is just gonna make her entire judgment off of me off of these two questions and that is who did you vote for and do you believe in God? Those are the two things I get constantly. Those two questions always come up eventually. And I just think that's sad. I think that's sad that there are people out there that are going to simply make an assumption about you based off of those literal two things. You know, they're going to sit there and say, oh, well, because you voted for Trump or because you voted for Hillary, here's how you think. Here's who you are as a person. Oh, you believe in God? Well, then that means you're also like this as a person, you know? And then if you're, everything, there's all, there's always a, a, a connotation glued to each one. So if you're a liberal and you believe in God, you know, it's like, oh, well, you're usually maybe more of a spiritual Christian. But if you're conservative and believe in God, then you're alt-right, you know, mm-hmm. right? If you're if you're liberal and don't believe in God, then you're a, you know, then you're a hippie. If you're conservative and don't believe in God, well, you're just an asshole. <laughs> you know, it's just, I don't know, dude. It's like I said, it's exhausting. And I've, I used to follow politics and social politics, you know, really closely. I mean, you know that. Mm-hmm. I've just gotten to a point now, dude, where I'm just like, no more. I'm just tired of it. Maybe one day I'll get there. I just can't imagine not wanting to always know what's going on. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I can see you're pretty tired, Justin. Yeah, I'm fading fast. Yeah, so we'll go ahead and end the podcast here. All right, guys. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the 
this week's podcast. We always appreciate the listeners. Remember, you can follow us on all the social media outlets. We also have a Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash Hardly Millennial. And any final thoughts, Justin? Um, no. No final thoughts. <laughs> no final today. thoughts from Justin. I hope Matthew's teeth feels better. I, I hope so too. All right, everybody. Have a lovely rest of your week, and we'll see you next Monday.